Hey everyone, good morning and happy Tuesday, February 13th, day before Valentine's Day. Could not ask for a better day for a show. It's the Plant-Based Morning Show. We are part of the Outlier Health Podcast Network and presented by Company. Yes, Doug, what's about? You went live on your personal feed. I don't know if that was intentional or not. Ah, well, that's okay. We'll just we'll just let that run. All right. Right. We'll get some get some new people, get some high school new friends peeps. in here. Which is always Yeah. Good. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to you. Uh, I'm going to add you to the Instagram here so that my high school friends can see what I do for a job now. Especially the ones who I didn't really talk to in high school. That's especially awkward. Uh, <laughs> um, actually, that's more of a Facebook thing where the high school friends follow you. Uh, I think I got a couple on Instagram now. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, as I was saying, we are sponsored by Compliment. That's lovecompliment.com. Uh, our vegan supplements company, part of the Outlier Health Podcast Network, which is now where the where the shows are. There's no more plant-based morning show. Uh, this is feed. it. It's done. This is it. It's, it's it. We're going to put up a reminder on that feed today, so you may hear that as well, but you're not going to get this show unless you're already over on Outlier Health Podcast. So if you're a live attendee and you want to get in on that action, then go to Spotify or iTunes Music, whatever, whatever I, what is it, Podcasts? Apple Podcasts. Apple, Apple Podcasts. That's right. <laughs> and type in uh, Outlier Health Podcast. For a professional podcaster, you're, you don't know well, very much about this. They're stuff. changing the names too often. That's what I've decided. <laughs> That's true. That's a good, good point. <laughs> All right. So we had a Super Bowl weekend. That was fun. I made a little bit of good food. Um, Doug, I'm guessing you had some sort of Mexican smorgasbord kind of deal? Yeah. Yeah. More or less. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. I think I have music for that. There we go. This is what Doug's house was on Super Bowl day. Um, we, uh, <laughs> it's really loud. <laughs> um, yeah, we had, we had a, uh, we went over to a friend's house and they did, it was kind of potluck style, but they made a bunch of big bat of beans and a big bat of uh, rice. And then everyone kind of brought their own like topping type things. So rice and bean bowl, basically. It was actually it was the first time I had heard of that, and it was it was really good. Um, like it worked really well. Some you know somebody brought turkey for for them, but there was also a whole bunch of vegetables and toppings and all kinds of good stuff like that. It was it was very nice. Is that the future of meals like Thanksgivings from now on? Will we like you make the kind of neutral dish, and then anyone can bring their keto, vegan. I mean, whatever. I wouldn't hate it, honestly. No, that would be okay. Well, that's good. Did they, uh, was your friend influenced by you to make all the Mexican food or did they just happen to be doing that? They just happened to be doing that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Well, I like the idea. It sounds mm -hmm. good. I made a, uh, I made a seven layer dip, which wow. if you know me, that's like a lot of layers, know, right? I I mean, that's that's a lot of ingredients in one dish. One layer. one layer, we've got ideal number of layers, two max, depending on what the second layer is. Uh, but in this case, I made seven. Aaron found a recipe, uh, I think it was from Minimalist Baker, and it was good. It was good because it was like a healthy kind of, mm -hmm. you keep getting to, you know, the chips, but you're getting beans, refried beans, uh, the cheese dip thing that was made out of uh, cashews mainly. Okay. Um, and then, you know, one of the, they sort of cheated. Like one of the, one of the layers was the cilantro on top, black olives, was a layer. No, that's that bell pepper. That so how many actual yeah, like, like if you looked in a clear glass, how many layers would it have been? I think it would be four layers because okay. it was guacamole along with the other stuff. 
So these first three things is based on, you know, whole foods so far. And then uh, pico de gallo was the last of the main four. So the four things are just like vegetables, basically, and beans, and nuts. Uh, but it was quite good. The chips, I guess, were the worst part. Um, yeah, that's actually a very healthy dip. It didn't occur to me how healthy that was, but mm. it is. So anyway, we had that. Um, Have some beers? And then, you know. No, I had not had any beers. I had a little white wine and a little red wine. Our friends are visiting, uh, so we just hung out with them. You know what I had for the first time ever, and I quite enjoyed it, what? was uh, hot water. Sierra Nevada's hot water. Hot water? Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've bought that before a couple years ago. I, uh, you like yeah, it? Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was great. It, was, it kind of had the same, like, you know, my... my uh, the, the only thing I don't like about non-alcoholic beers is it always it always feels a little thin. Like, there's no, like, thickness to it. <laughs> the, the, yeah. What opposite of thin. But if, if that makes any sense, there's like nothing that kind of like fills the mouth and kind of coats the mouth. Um, mm -hmm. And this didn't have that, of course, but it was also water. It didn't have the calories and all that stuff. It, but it had this, it gave me the same like, uh, you know, the same enjoyment of drinking one of the non-alcoholic beers. You got the hop taste to it. Something special. Yeah. So I quite liked it. I, I enjoyed it too. I never bought it again, but I enjoyed it when I had the six pack that I did have. Mm -hmm. I realized that hop flavor is just what's, that's what you want. I, when, when you crave beer, at least me, it's, it's just the hop. Yeah. Flavor. So yeah. you can, you can kind of scratch the itch with something like that. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with you. That's pretty did good. Did you, uh, did you put any money on anything? No, I did not. I had a, I had a pool square, but it didn't win. Okay. Like always. Didn't get the combination of safeties and missed extra points that I needed at the end of the game <laughs> for that to work out. We uh, what about we you? had some small bets on non-football things. So, oh yeah, um, on Taylor Swift related things. So uh, it, I think that there were five of them. Uh, the length of the national anthem, Reba's national anthem. Um, okay, who who is it? Who did the national Reba anthem? Reba McIntyre. Oh, okay, I missed that. Um, the. Uh, who won the coin toss? How long mm -hmm. after kickball? Uh, kickball after kickoff um, before they pan to Taylor Swift, which was surprisingly long. And I think it's because oh, the Chiefs—they just weren't doing anything good. Because the first time the Chiefs did something good, they panned to her. But it was—it was like forty-two uh, minutes into the and after kickoff. Before wow, they, before that's they a really long I know. time. Um, and then uh, Usher's first song, opening song, and Usher's first guest. Hmm. Okay. So. And so you knew there'd be a string of guesses, guests. I mean, yeah. Well, usually there is. Usually there's a handful. Was it was Alicia Keys the first? She guest? was, yeah. Okay. And that's what everybody guessed. I didn't. I didn't really like <laughs> his songs. I, I don't know any new Usher songs. I only know the ones that were popular when I was in college, uh -huh. and I thought they were terrible. Like I hated that uh, music. That, that I, I don't, I don't until, think until that those end. were new songs, Matt. Uh, oh, they no, weren't. No. I mean, I, I just thought he. For me, he disappeared after college, so I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what he's doing. But I. I did not like that music. I thought the I thought the early it's at the end of the show. His early stuff was good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but I, I mean, I was I disappointed. I, I was fully confident that he was going to kick things off with yeah, yeah, yeah. You right. know, like that, that's what know, they didn't need to get sucked in. Yelling yeah, you know that he ended exactly. it with that song, which you know, which was fine. But I thought that was going to be the opener. That would have that would have really made my night. But then he would have had to end with those like slow jam <laughs> things he was doing at the beginning. That would have been terrible. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with it. That wasn't good. Yeah. Uh, my kids, my kids both do not like Taylor Swift. They're rooting against the chiefs because they don't like Taylor Whoa. Swift. I didn't, didn't realize there was this hatred. I know. I had no idea. Maybe the youngest generation, youngest meaning, you know, lower than teenagers 
my son is the very earliest teenager you can be. Maybe maybe they don't really like that. Maybe they're maybe Taylor Swift is like boomer music to them. That's funny. You know, you know they they played it on Nickelodeon. They aired it on Nickelodeon, and um, the Super Bowl. Yeah. No, I and didn't. like weird things. The door of the Explorer was uh, popping up to explain some of the penalties and things like that. But apparently, and I didn't watch it there. But uh, you know, from what I saw on social media, so who knows how true it is. But they um, they had they had a lot of split screen with Taylor and and the game and um oh okay and at one point they had uh taylor swift and it was, or like a split screen of taylor and it said like taylor swift musical artist and then um then they had a travis kelsey in the on the other side it said taylor's boyfriend good at football was his description <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow. <laughs> um, hmm well I mean, I don't know. I, the game was good. I enjoyed watching. The yeah, game. it was. A great it was game. the first time in a while that I really watched the whole thing and paid attention for mm. almost all of it. Uh, so that was good. Didn't like seeing the Chiefs win. Just don't like when the same teams win too many times. Um, but let's see. Let's say hi to people. Britters is here. Good morning, Britters. Mr. Jeffrey, Leslie Knight, uh, Kate, aka Rivercat, Phyllis Hauser, Scott Mulholland, Matt Steffen, new uh, because of a snow day on Long Island. I did hear the Northeast is getting hammered yeah. by some kind of storm. So he's live for the first time. Welcome, Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, any others that I didn't say yet? Danielle P. Um, yeah, there you go. So hello, everybody. Good to see y'all. Um, I had some other stuff. I thought. Let's, let me go back to my notes here. Vegan sushi. Oh, no, no, wait. Actually, oh, yeah. before that, reminder about the morning show. Or not the morning show, the morning routines yes. show. Right. <laughs> so if you're here live... And you haven't yet gone on Outlier Health Podcast on Spotify. Somebody on Instagram asked what the name is on Spotify. That should be it. Outlier Health Podcast. Outlier, like a statistical outlier. Um, as in, so healthy, you're way healthier than everybody else. <laughs> that's the idea. Um, anyway, that's Outlier Health Podcast. Go get that. Uh, but on there, we put up we put up the first time where we've had all four of us who are doing that show, mm-hmm. which or this series of shows, which is me, you, Matt Tolman, and Isabel, who's been on this show recently, uh, she's like the she's going to be the host of No Me Athlete Radio, the most consistent one. But this one was all of us. Uh, we talked about morning routines, so we talked about exactly what we do in the mornings. We debated whether morning routines are really good or is it just a bunch of BS, you know, people do to get clicks. Um, and it was good. I really enjoyed doing that one, and I think it was great. So I think you should check that out, please, if you're a listener of this show. Um, and if if you're if you just got on the Outlier Health podcast and that's where you're hearing this, then just look at the episode before this. Uh, but if you're live, go over there and get that because I'd like to hear what people think about the four person dynamic. I thought it was good and I enjoyed it. It was a light, but you know, still a lot of content in there. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. I so thought it was really it fun. Good. All right. Uh, here's the news. I had vegan sushi finally with the vegan fish. Uh, it wasn't intentional. <laughs> I went to the soccer game early to bring my son there because he's his team played two games this weekend. And then Aaron came later. They stopped and grabbed some Whole Foods sushi on the way or some Whole Foods other stuff, but then they got sushi there. Um, so I had a bite of the tuna, which I had seen before and like for some reason just couldn't get myself to buy. It just didn't seem appealing in the moment. Yeah. And I tasted it and I I really didn't like it at all. Oh, I hated it. No. Uh, it was, yeah, it was... The funny thing is, like, it was really close to the real thing. Uh, it had a very similar texture, like, where, I don't know, like, I, ne- I never really enjoyed the texture of, of raw fish when I used to eat real sushi. Um, 
And I won't say I particularly enjoyed the flavor either. Like it always had that kind of fishy thing, but you, you know, you did it cause it was sushi. Yeah. And so maybe in the right, if I had like had a full bite of the whole thing with the soy sauce and the wasabi and everything, maybe it would have been somehow better. Um, but it was like almost just too real. I don't know. I just didn't like it. And I, I wouldn't have thought I would say that because I don't ever think like the, the Beyond Burgers are too real or something. I, I like them. Uh, as much as I don't think they're healthy, I like how they taste. Uh, but it just, I don't know, like somehow getting that seafood taste and realizing it was synthetic, like man-made thing. Uh, I shouldn't say synthetic because some of it isn't. But I, I don't know. It really it really like almost made, made me like want to be sick. It just wasn't good. I hated it. So Was that the first time that I don't know. had it? Uh, yes. And she didn't think it was so bad. I think she was okay with it. Ellery didn't like it at all. She, she didn't eat it at all. Mm. So well, I don't know what the bummer. brand is, but it's, it's the one at Whole Foods. It, it kind of is. I know. I was do you think it had it been cooked? It like, be like, do you think if the, you had a, a, uh, like a tuna steak or something like that and you know, they cooked it, it would be good. Filet, not steak. I think if I just had like a few bites, if it was like cooked tuna, but like in a bowl kind of thing, mm -hmm. like, uh, what are those bowls people get now? Buddha bowls. They're always in. No, they're they're in like they're Hawaiian. Uh, it's popular. Like all the poke restaurants and strip malls have. Yeah, those things. Those poke bowls. If it was that and like it was lightly fried or whatever, lightly seared, uh, it probably would have been okay. I think it would have been less gross seeming. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know. I'm curious if anyone else has had that the the raw vegan fish sushi at Whole Foods because I I really I don't get it. It was just too too weird. Well, I, I still want to try it. Um... You know, you should, you should give it a try because you like the tuna, right? You like the, I love or the, the tuna, yeah. The bag tuna. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah, I have, I have not tried that yet though. There there was the frozen one that I found that we talked about on the show a little while ago. They ended up not buying. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, people on Discord said not to buy it, that it wasn't any good. So was it, was it raw in the frozen mm -hmm. one? Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be like raw fish. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, maybe that was the same experience because uh, it really wasn't very good hmm. um anyway only other news i got is i signed up for this sleep program called sleep reset over the weekend uh, i just had so many bad sleeps in a row where I, where I wake up for hours in the night and then i end up waking up too early and just can't go back to sleep and then end up finally going back to sleep and i sleep till 9 9 30 and then i just feel terrible because i had this long long time in bed with on i just bad so i signed up for it um i realized though what it's based on is it's called cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia so uh, it's like a different branch of cbt i guess but uh they do sleep compression that's the main thing and the reason people have trouble completing it is because you get to some point in the program i think it's not that far off for me um and they basically figure out how long you are actually sleeping each night and they you have to compress your time in bed to that amount of time basically maybe plus 30 minutes or something mm. So if you're getting six hours of sleep in a night, but it's taking you 10 hours, which is what happens to me a lot, uh, you now get only six hours and a half, six and a half hours to, to be in bed. Does and, that mean you set an alarm or does that mean if you wake up, you got to get up? No, I think you set an alarm. I think you don't go to bed till the prescribed bedtime and then you get up six and a half hours later or whatever mm. to an alarm. If you're not, if you're not already awake anyway, which you probably will be because you don't sleep like if you're in this program. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so you do that. And then apparently it's just a miserable like week or two weeks until your body figures it out. But eventually you're so tired that like your body loves the sleep time it gets and it just sleeps for the six hours or whatever that it's supposed to. And then once you're sleeping for something like, I don't know, 80, 85% of the, of the period or more, 
then you can start to gradually expand that period. Uh, and hopefully you will stay asleep the right way. So the goal so is in to, theory, the it goal sounds is like to it get works. eight hours or, or whatever it is and not, not six hours. Yeah. The goal is to get to whatever is comfortable for your body, whatever you really mm -hmm. need, but to do it in a normal amount of time, not, not constantly awake. Yeah. So I'll be curious. I'll, I'll report how it goes. That means there will be a week, something or something like that, where I'm just miserable and terrible. Uh, but we've seen me like that before. We've, I've done that. I've done shows like that. Yep. Maybe <laughs> sure. not a week in a row. <laughs> uh, there was there was like so, a few weeks there where everyone was rating your uh, was guessing your your <laughs> sleep score. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, this may be too personal, and you don't have to answer if it is. But uh, are you like when you are laying in bed? Are you worrying about things? Like, are you anxious about things, or is it just kind of can't no, sleep? Generally, generally not. I'm I'm often very relaxed and like just seems like it would be very easy to go back to sleep, but then mm -hmm. I can't. And then eventually I think the fact that I'm not sleeping and the yeah. thinking about the next day and how terrible it's going to be like that starts to stress me out mm -hmm. a little bit. Uh, but generally no, but no it's not like you're waking up in a panic about some, something that no. was happening coming up or like that. Is that that's anytime I've no. had bad sleep or like gone through periods of, of poor sleep and it's mm -hmm. because of anxiety. I mean, it's because something flares up, you know, someone triggers me and, and, you know, for a few weeks I'm just really struggling with something and, um, I don't know. I've never, like, if I'm relaxed, I've never once had, had any problem sleeping. Yeah. Well, that, that is nice. Um, I, yeah. Sorry. I, I mean, I, I, I'm I, rubbing it in a little bit, but. <laughs> no, that's all right. I mean, most people don't have that much trouble uh, if they're relaxed. So I read today a tip because there's like this content in the app too. And this is not, I, you know, this wasn't paid or anything. They have affiliate program, but I'm not in it yet. I'll get in it if it works. Um, <laughs> but I read a tip today. Sleepreset.com is very good. I don't know if it's .com. Sleepreset is the name of the app. Um, it said if you have racing thoughts in the night, you go grab an ice cube in your hand. And apparently it will hijack your stress response because your body will immediately respond. It didn't say much details about how long you hold the ice cube or what, but I think you hold it until you can't anymore. Uh, but apparently it just takes all your stress and directs it to that. Huh. And then afterwards, it sort of has cleared a little bit the the racing thoughts thing. I don't know. So I'll give that a try. If I have that problem, you do that in bed or do you do that in the kitchen and I then go back to probably bed? just, I mean, obviously you have to get up to get the ice right. and it probably only takes a minute. So you probably don't go back to bed. Huh. Interesting. I'm not sure. Yeah, it is. So anyway, we'll see. Hopefully it works. Uh, it has given me some bit of small bit of hope since I found the program. Like I just feel like a little bit of optimism. Whereas I was, I was not feeling that way at all in the past week. So there you go. There's my update. Um, yeah, that's all I got. That's all she's that is all I have right now for updates. Should we jump to the weather report? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Here we go. This one's kind of exciting to me, or at least interesting. California Cultured, a West Sacramento-based startup who specializes in plant cell culture, uh, has partnered with Meiji Limited Company, Japan's largest chocolate company. What they're doing is making cell-cultured cocoa products. They also make cell-cultured coffee products, uh, and they are putting it into this Meiji company's line of goods. Uh, so I, I had to ask, like, is is are you allowed to cultivate and sell chocolate and coffee the way you can't with meat unless you get a bunch of approval? And I couldn't really find any answers. So, like, there's no discussion of it. So I don't know if that means, like, it's there's no hurdles at all and you just automatically are legal. Uh, to 
to grow plants in a cellular agriculture way. Um, I mean, I guess it's not, I guess it's just not a, not a concern. I don't know. I mean, cause you grow them anyway, right? You grow them. I guess it still seems a little weird, you're gonna, right? It, it does seem weird, but if you were just going to grow coffee or cocoa plants in your lab, like you could do that and sell it. No problem. Yeah. But here they're just taking some cells and then growing it more like in a Petri dish style. But, and for some reason that is, well, I don't know for sure. It just, there's no discussion of the legality. So I assume it's allowed everywhere. So I'm curious how cell cultured coffee works. Like, are they growing the beans without the plant? Like, how does that? Yeah, I wondered that too. And I would, I would guess that's what happens, but I don't know. Uh, they have a lot of FAQs on their website. It's called California cultured. If you are curious, uh, their reason for doing this is because they say that we're at this tipping point, basically. I don't know if that's the right word here, uh, for coffee prices and, and cocoa prices that they're destroying the environment first of all. Uh, but I saw actually separately in morning brew today, I saw that the price of chocolate, and this is a Valentine's story, by the way. That's why I put it number one, just so people are aware. Uh, that's why chocolate, you know, tomorrow Valentine's day, mm -hmm. uh, Morning Brew said it's going to be the most expensive year yet for little chocolate treats because coffee or chocolate costs, or cacao, I guess, costs $5,600 per metric ton, um, which is the most in like 70 some years or something. Oh, wow. So prices are going up. Someone, we saw this last time when someone was making chocolate from fake parts like sunflower seeds yeah. and other things. They were saying the price is soon going to become just totally cost prohibitive. Um, so this company agrees and they're doing this with chocolate and coffee to try to, to try to find some new way to do it. And they say it's like cost, it's, it is, it is cost advantageous to do this. It's not expensive. The thing the way meat would be. Yeah. Um, huh. so they're thinking this is the future. So I don't know. It made me wonder if I would, if I would want or try that stuff and eat it. And somehow it seems like it would be no, you know, no, uh, scary thing at all. The way cultured meats, like a little bit of like, I don't know, kind of weird. This seems like, I don't know, like I, if, if you gave me a coffee and it was good and you told me it was grown in a lab, that, I don't think that would bother me at all. I'd be fine with it. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it would bother me at all either. Coffee. Whereas if you made it out of fake stuff, I wouldn't want it. If you made it out of sunflower right. seeds and right. you know barley and whatever else, that wouldn't seem good. Yeah. What about coffee, Doug? Well, I don't know. Coffee, for some reason, seems a little weirder to me. I guess because, you know, I think of a whole bean versus like cocoa powder you you don't really play mm -hmm. with the 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 whole food form of it you just think of a powder or right. something like that that's right yeah um but since i handle the bean that's every true. day you know it, it feels a little bit more real to me so i i don't know i'm curious i'm curious how that works yeah well we will pay attention to find more um that will be good yeah that that would be good news all right, next up, good news for plant-based diets. Uh, turns out that a diet that limits meat and dairy but is rich in fruits, vegetables, grains, and nuts is linked to less erectile dysfunction, Doug, of possible interest to you. I don't know. <laughs> Urinary incontinence and other common side effects seen in prostate cancer patients. So I guess that wouldn't apply to you. Uh, I didn't read ahead to see that it was going to be about prostate cancer patients. But uh, it was a study. They did it at uh, the NYU Grossman School of Medicine and Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health. 3,500 men with prostate cancer were tested or were you know, part of the study and turned out um, that the quintile of the group that consumed the most plants in this thing where they changed the proportion of plant versus animal foods, they scored 11 to or 8 to 11% better in measures of sexual function compared with the group that consumed the least. 
Similarly, 14% better scores for urinary health, uh, fewer instances of incontinence, obstruction, and irritation, and up to 13% better scores in hormonal health. So a lot of good stuff here, uh, especially with plant-based diets, images, non-manly diet. This is a good thing. I think good for our PR. Yeah, didn't um, didn't one of the documentaries, maybe Game Changers, have a long thing about about erections? Yeah, there was like the dreaming thing. Yeah. Yes, that dreaming scene with the with the football players. Uh, yeah, so this has been known that plant-based diet is good for that. Uh, there are a couple of different books about it, and, and people who have kind of, that's been their specialty, is like plant-based ED uh, mm -hmm. intervention, I guess. Um, so not not shocking here at all, uh, but but still good. Good to see it. I saw, especially because you think sexual health, you know, it seems like the most manly thing possible would be the would be the meat and dairy diet, right. and that therefore that should help that. But apparently, vegetables, good old fruits and vegetables are better. What, what is it? Is it heart health? Is it blood flow? What? Uh... That's what it's always. I thought that. Yeah, it's the same cardiovascular, mm -hmm. heart health, blood flow related thing. That was the reason it happened. But I don't know. Maybe there's more to it now. Not sure. I was, uh, you know, Brian Johnson, the don't die guy, the blueprint uh what's yeah. it called the uh yeah what some blueprint uh what is it called um i don't know what it's called i, I just know his name um maybe it's just called the what is the longevity blueprint like that's what it's called um is a book or just his just his project his project his project is called okay longevity blueprint i think um okay but i i follow him on instagram and he had a long thing about uh he i guess you know he tracks everything everything about his body uh and one of mm -hmm. those things is uh is nighttime erections, which I guess we can talk mm -hmm. about here on a family friendly podcast. Yeah. And um I'd say so. And uh you know and and he's in the like 18 year old age group or something like that for the length of you know or the, the amount of time that he's uh, <laughs> that he's I don't know it's just I, I don't know why this is really awkward for me to talk about here, but it is for some <laughs> reason. <laughs> but I just I just think it's Fucking for your health, but I guess it's, I guess it, you know, it right. is a sign of a healthy body. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to go to girth after you talked about length, but then you said the length of, uh, no, 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 no. Length of time. <laughs> time, okay. time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will say with all my well-told problems with sleeping, uh, I know I'm having a good night's sleep when I, when I, when my wake ups, I'm, I have that issue. Uh, it just like that. It is definitely associated for me with deeper, better sleep. So I, I treat it as a positive marker. <laughs> Absolutely. Del Steven says, it's, it's okay, Doug. We're all adults here. You got this. <laughs> Thanks for the encouragement. Well, we're not because somebody's going to leave a comment now on the iTunes. Right. This they is a listen. dirty show. They drop F-bombs all the time. And now it'll be this. I, uh. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, it didn't seem, it didn't, I didn't think it would be embarrassing to talk about it. And then as soon as I started talking about it, I, I got a little embarrassed, flustered. It happened. <laughs> Mr. Jeffrey asked, do you think it's, uh, it's more that they're just eating healthier diets than plant-based specifically? Uh, it could be. I mean, I mean, very possible. I don't think they, I didn't read the details of the thing. I don't know if it went to a fully plant-based diet in the most extreme group. Um, Cause yeah, I, my, my thesis is that you don't need to be fully plant-based to get the full benefits of being plant-based as far as health goes. Ethical is a different thing, of course. Uh, but I think if you, if you eat whatever, five, 10, 15% of your calories from, from meat, probably not dairy, uh, and it's good quality and all that. And then the rest of your diet is great. Uh, I think your health is the same. I don't know about better, but I think it's the same, uh, as plant-based. That's just my thesis. And I, and I haven't seen too much that would, that would say that's wrong. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but it's just it's just a guess. I don't know. Leslie, one one last thing. Um, Leslie Knight says erectile health is a good proxy for cardiac health. Both uh, both are small vessels, mm. and anything that clogs one clogs the other. Speak for yourself, there, Leslie. Small vessels. Okay. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I guess not yourself. No. But speak, speak for others. Oh, man. Not for me. <laughs> All right. Now, now we're going to get the negative comment on the show. Saying it's dirty. Oh, so that was maybe a little too far. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. All Onward. Right. Oh, moving on. <laughs> moving on to a non sexual topic. Uh, the Indian city of Ayodhya. I hope I, I'm sure I'm saying that wrong, and I apologize that I am. Ayodhya uh, have said they're prepared to grant KFC permission to open a fully vegetarian location there. This is because it's a holy city with ties to religions such as Hinduism and Buddhism, says the Veg Economist article. Um, no sales of meat or alcohol are allowed within the city's Kosi Pakirama, which is a pilgrimage route, uh, and that's for religious reasons. So, so far, KFC hasn't been able to have it, um, but... Uh, chains like Subway, Pizza Hut, and Domino's have previously catered to those with religious beliefs by opening vegetarian locations in a different Indian city. Uh, so in this case, uh, it seems like KFC is a contender in, in being allowed, and I think they're going to allow at least se several fast food chains in for tourism reasons. Uh, mm. and, and they're saying they are ready to provide even KFC a space if it decides to sell only vegetarian items. So maybe they'll bring back those KFC. Didn't they have KFC Impossible Nuggets? Was that the yeah, same they restaurant? Did. I think it was. Shit for a little while. I mean, they were like sold out in twelve hours. Or yeah, I got them maybe twice, and I thought they were actually really good. Mm -hmm. I went way out of my way. I don't know if you remember this, but this was a downward facing dog. I went like twenty five <laughs> minutes out of my way on a road trip, and uh, and they didn't have them anymore. <laughs> it happens so much that you go to get the like... thing, and it's just not there. It always happens. I know. It it's embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> It's embarrassing, like I said. It's embarrassing because they're not apologetic when they're oh, like, yeah. no, we don't have, what are you talking about? We don't have that thing yeah, here. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Um, little more news here. Melt Vegan Cheese has launched. And this, for some reason, seems like a big deal. I don't know quite why. Um, Vegan Food and Living wrote about it. Uh, they've got a brand new Melt Cultured Cheddar. They're calling it cultured. What they mean here is, is precision fermentation. This is not cell cultured the way, uh, mm. you know, the chicken is starting to happen to be. Um, it's in 15 plus locations across New York City, including this is from their Instagram post Gotham Burger Social Club, Burger Joint NYC, Five Napkin Burger, Smashed NYC, Neat, which is the Lewis Hamilton establishment, uh, Bastard Burgers, NYC, and more. So they're in somehow immediately a bunch of these restaurants. Uh, the claim is that it melts way better than any plant based cheese out there. Uh, they say it's not a direct perfect substitute because it gets crispy when it's fried or something that is different from real cheese. Uh, but they did like a little side-by-side -side picture on the website showing how um, <clears throat> how it looks on a burger compared to the BioLife cheese, which mm. you know they sort of say melts, but it, it really doesn't by comparison to this. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It, it looks almost like a cheese spread the way it has melted. It doesn't really look like cheese though, but it, it kind of does. Uh, so this is, I don't know, this is good. I didn't see what the ingredients are. They say it's clean ingredient list because of this precision fermentation process. Um, and the the founder, Sorosh is his last name. Uh, he said in a Medium article, I've heard so many stories of disappointment related to plant-based cheese over the years. The cheese that never melted, the cheese that ruined the entire pizza or burger, the plasticky texture that made a friend question if it was really food or plastic. 
Uh, and of course that's the inspiration for this cheese. So I like this. I, there was main reason I'm putting it here is because I predicted that there would be this cheese company to emerge out of nowhere. And by the end of this year, become the thing that we said now plant-based cheese is pretty good because this company exists and it, maybe it's going to be melt. I don't really know, but I just have a, I have a little bit of a, of a tickle telling me that, yes, this is going to be the one. I, that that's exciting. That does feel good. You're right. I'm looking at the picture now and it looks almost like a cheese spread, which kind of, I don't know if that would feel good or, or taste good. Um, yeah, but, uh, definitely, definitely looks different. So, uh, yeah, it's exciting. I, uh, I read a review or watched a review of the new diet cheese and they were doing side by side with old diet cheese, real cheese and the new diet cheese. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it did look different than the old cheese and it looked a lot more like the new cheese or like real cheese. It didn't okay. quite crisp up and like brown on a pizza the same way the real cheese did, but right. Um, it seemed like a step in the right direction. Where did you see it? It was a like, video, was a, like a YouTube video, I think. Like an ad or, or someone was. In no, the no, it was like video. somebody doing a review. Oh, I can try okay. to find it. It might be good for us to, to share. I don't know why I didn't think about that. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. I still haven't tried the new diet as far as I know. I, I may have without realizing it. Uh, but someone in our audience said it wasn't good right away. They said it's not not worth it. Um, anyway, but yeah, I mean, I think I think almost everyone can relate to the 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 too much cheese that has ruined a whole pizza or ruined the burger or you know was too plasticky. Uh, that that's just a I don't know vegan cheese that kind of cheese anyway is just not not there yet. So we're looking for that for that winner, which shouldn't yeah. be that hard. All right, so there you go. Uh, speaking of neat burger. This is a little bit of a, of a contradiction in my opinion, but uh, they are moving towards a healthier fast food menu and they've unveiled a new brand image. Uh, now they're just named Neat. No, no more Neat Burger. Now they're mm. just Neat. Uh, that explains why. And they, they have the Neat handle too on Instagram because that's what that company tagged, Neat. Um, they said brighter, healthier, fresher ingredients. Um, there's some salads on the menu and some other stuff. They do still have their burger, but this is the Lewis Hamilton backed chain that has mostly UK locations, four of them, but then they've also got a restaurant in New York, Dubai, and Milan. Uh, I think they closed half of their locations this past year, like a lot of plant-based companies. Uh, but now I guess they're embracing this thing that we've sort of seen coming. We've seen people want healthier vegan stuff. They don't want just vegan junk food. Uh, so no big surprise there, but I don't know how, how this melt cheese fits in there. Maybe it's, maybe it's considered healthier than the plastic stuff. I mean, they still probably have a burger, right? I mean, they still have their their meat, their classic meat burger. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I guess there's no problem there. No contradiction. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying All right, to find so an issue, go. and there isn't one. I am. Um, that's what we, we're going to do. That it's our job. Lots of lots of laughing about uh, about the erection conversation and and your jokes. Oh, good. Um, okay. Yeah, Jessica says. Uh, I'm struggling with vertigo today and having a little pity party. Why didn't the doctor know to prescribe Doug feeling awkward about erections to cheer me up? <laughs> yeah, why didn't you describe that? <laughs> All you needed uh, was Dr. Doug, says Mr. Jeffrey. The, the only doctor you need is Doug. The only doctor. medical doctor, doctor, licensed doctor you need is Doug. <laughs> not a doctor. <laughs> uh, sorry to hear about the vertigo, though. Yeah, really. I didn't know people actually get vertigo. I mean, I've never known someone to actually get it. I just thought it was kind of an expression people talked about. Hmm. 
But Britter seems to know know the feeling. She says vertigo is never fun. Bitters is the one who says Daya is still basic. I think that's right. I think she was the one who said it wasn't good to begin. Mm. All right, good. Moving on. We got five minutes left to the show uh, for our feature article. It's a good thing we only have five minutes left because there's not that much to talk about here. Uh, it's from plantbasednews.org. The headline is Cowspiracy is the, quote, most effective vegan documentary poll finds. And this poll is from Vegly, the vegan dating app, who we've talked about before with a few different stats here and there. Um and so they've got this list of the top 10, and they tell you how many people thought they were the the, the most effective. Now, what I don't know is, is, is the crowd vote, voting on most effective, or is the, maybe the crowd just voting on whether these shows help them, and then we can yeah. infer that what they that these are therefore the most effective ones. Um, yeah, because they also asked about just going vegan, period, and they said uh, watching vegan documentaries was said by 50.9%. Uh, that it was the, the best method of encouraging new vegans ahead of books and articles, then talking to friends and family, and finally public speakers. Um, so here we go. The most effective documentaries, Doug. How many have you seen? Number one, Cowspiracy. 21.8% of people found that effective. I have still not seen Cowspiracy. Have you? I thought it was great. I thought it was well done. You know, it really, I think it hits on everything, but I think the you know overarching theme is the environmental side of things. Um, and I think that that's why it was probably effective for people because it wasn't a, it wasn't a animal cruelty or, or health, you know, people are, you know, impact or people are, uh, like to talk about the environment, <laughs> like to feel good about doing something yeah. for the environment. Right. I guess they do. I mean, for a while, that was always the thing that I thought people didn't really care about. Like health would mm -hmm. motivate someone to eat this way and animal ethics, you know, would if it was the right person, but it's kind of hard, I think, to get people to care about that. Um, whereas the environment always seemed like this thing that like people wanted to say they cared about, but no one actually would would vote with their dollar or make a change um, for. But but I guess not. I mean, this if this stat is to be believed, uh, that's the number one. Number two, though, is one that impacted me. It's the ethical animal thing. Earthlings, uh, very famous. I, maybe it's less famous than it used to be. But mm -hmm. in my early vegetarian days, it was it was classic. narrated by Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, it was like this classic kind of thing, almost like I don't know, like you knew it was going to be really bad when you decided you were going to watch it that day, and it just had this weird vibe around it. It almost felt like like this thing you shouldn't be watching. I don't know. It was just strange, um, and maybe maybe that was all part of the marketing. But I I did, and I, after that, like I knew I had to become vegan, uh, and I because I was vegetarian at the time, and I was kind of looking for that thing that would become my inspiration or motivation to really do it. And you see this and like, it's just, I don't know. It's just so hard to watch. You have to put your hands up to your face. Someone's like, look through your finger. It's just, it's just awful. Uh, some of the stuff. Have you watched it, Doug? Have you seen Earthlings? I've never made it through it. I've watched maybe 20 minutes of it or something. And it was after I'd already gone vegan. And I was like, I don't, I don't need to watch this. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. There's, there's not really a reason to, unless you, unless you want to get like, uh, yeah, really fired up about it. And that, that could be a good thing. It might help you find like, your mission. I don't know. Is it still? Yeah, you can still go get it. Well, here this is on Daily Motion. I don't know if that's legal or not. Uh, I guess it would be, or it wouldn't be up. Yeah, I, don't, I forget where I watched it, but it was on. You know, I streamed it online, and it was like a uh, authorized place. Mm -hmm. So anyway, you can still do that. I think. Um, what else? Let's get to number three here. Number three. What the health? That one came out in like 2016, I recall, and. Mm -hmm. It had had some of the people, maybe Garth Davis was in it, and some of the popular vegan doctors at the time. 
I don't know what made this one popular compared to Forks Over Knives. Or like why we needed this one. We already had Forks Over Knives, which is later down this list, by the way. Uh, I'm surprised was, that What the Health has more than twice as many as yeah. Forks Over Knives here. I remember it making a huge splash when it happened. Um, it was controversial. I remember there was the thing about like eating two eggs is the same as smoking a pack of cigarettes per day right. or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. There, was some, mm -hmm. so there was some claims like that that were definitely iffy. And that's what got people riled up for sure on social media. And there were discussions. So I think, and that was the same guys who did Cowspiracy, right? Keegan yeah, and Kip. Right. Kip. Okay. Yep. And now, I mean, now, now they're doing Christspiracy, which I haven't heard much about. I don't know what happened with that one. Yeah. What were you going to say? Uh, I think that it like sparked a whole Joe Rogan debate and all kinds of things like that. So just got a lot of press. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so then number four, which I thought would be higher up, honestly, was Game Changers. And yeah, I, I would have thought that higher up too. Because I, I know two people who have gone and stayed vegan because of Game Changers, and I know zero from any other documentary, I guess, aside from you and Earthlings. But um, I think Forks Over Knives has motivated a lot of vegans. And because I used to go on that cruise a lot, and I would just mm -hmm. constantly see them there. Uh, people who were on that cruise and it had been forks over knives for them. But mm -hmm. you're right. Game Changers surpassed all these at, at the time that it came out. It, it was like the most downloaded ever on whatever thing it was on Apple or something. Uh, and I assumed it was downloaded more than any other movie on this list at the time. So I'm, I'm, and it's newer than what the health earthlings and Cowspiracy. So I'm surprised also that it's, that it's as low as it is. Um, it could be the demographics of people who answer this poll. Possibly, yeah, but. definitely. Although I would expect the dating app people to be the youngest mm -hmm. of people oh, yeah. here. So I don't, you know, it, I mean, it kind of spiked, like it, it came and for like two months, it was all anybody was talking about. And then you mm -hmm. didn't hear anything. And I, I guess they have that game changers two out now, but they didn't really do a whole lot of with the brand. Um, right. so I don't know, maybe it just kind of came and went. Um, all right. Next up is one called other. Have you seen other Doug? No, so I, I Google this. <laughs> okay. I tried to figure out if maybe there was a documentary <laughs> called Other. Because, you know, anyone who's adding this list should have known that Other should not be included <laughs> on the list. <laughs> it should be the end. It should be below everything else. It should be below because that's Other, you know, maybe one or two people voting for it. But, you know, whatever. So I, I thought I was, I was hopeful that Plain Based News caught that and, um, and there was an actual documentary called Other. Uh, but you don't think so? After it, some no, research, I, I googled it. it. <laughs> yeah, okay. couldn't find anything. All right. Uh, next up is Dominion, which, in hindsight, I think I did hear about, and I think it was getting some some people excited. Uh, Plant based news mentions it on here uh, that it's sort of Earthlings like. It was mm -hmm. it was about where food comes from, horrifying horrifying realities of slaughter. Apparently, it was shown in a secret Halloween film screening to film fans in Sweden who unknowingly turned up to a cinema to watch it. And I don't know Ooh. how you would unlearn, unknowingly turn up somewhere. I guess they didn't know they were coming to watch that. Um, yeah. Halloween's interesting timing, I guess, but why Sweden? Put it in the U.S. on Halloween, and maybe maybe it would make an impact, because uh, I don't think Sweden does Halloween, but I could be wrong. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't. I feel like I saw other things. I don't need to see another one. But yeah. maybe maybe this is the new generation's Earthlings. Mm -hmm. All right, then forks over knives, five point three percent. I mean, I, if I had to say which is which is the most imp impactful vegan documentary ever, I would have said forks over knives. I know I said I thought Game Changers kind of surpassed it for a little while, but to me, it's just forks over knives is the one I always hear about. 
It has a band that has lasted. Uh, I just would have said this the most, but it's it's kind of low on this list. Yeah, it is. I wonder if um, I wonder if Anne Marie was impacted by Forks Over Knives. Oh yeah, of course she was. The way she eats, she had to be. Emery, please tell us tell us how how you started eating that way. What film made you do it? Or book? I know I know this story. Uh, she got really sick, mm-hmm. but I can't remember what uh, what brought her to the plant based diet after that. Like how how mm. she right. Um, right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think right. you're probably right. There's a certain group of people. Forks Over Knives is probably the the uh, the leading documentary here. After that, we kind of get to some. I don't know, much smaller ones. CSBRC. And that is, is still Kip and Ke- Keegan, right? Yep. Man, they've, they've just gone on a documentary. Tear. I know, they really have. Uh, Christ BRC, by the way, their fourth one, that will come out on March 20th and 24th, two special screenings in the U.S. Uh, and then March 20th, it'll be in other places around the world. So I guess soon after that, we'll get to all see it. I'm kind of curious about that one. I don't, I don't think it's going to make people go vegan in any large number, but mm-hmm. I do think it'll be an interesting thing. Um... All right, Eating Animals, I didn't know that was a documentary. It was a book that was very popular by mm-hmm. Jonathan Safran Boer or something like that. Um, so there's that one, Live and Let Live, never heard of. Before the Flood, I've heard of, but I think that's whatever the movie title references is what I've heard of. Uh, and then Glass Walls, I don't know that one either. Yeah, I don't know either of those last three. So uh, somebody mentioned one that I was surprised not on here. I'll take a look. Veducated. Yeah, that was a big one. Yeah, that that was... I, the thing is that with that one, I don't remember any fanfare to its release. I just remember always you'd see it on like Netflix or some kind of one of those mm-hmm. streaming sites. Um, but yeah, I think that had Joel, Joel Furman was like the a, a featured guy in that one. Uh, you're right, that one, not too much. And then like, wasn't there... Fast Food Nation was early. Like that was a book and then it became a mm-hmm. kind of fiction movie but it was based on real stuff that one actually was a was a motivator for me before i was vegetarian i saw that one and i thought that i don't really want to eat this meat anymore uh remember supersize me supersize me yep yeah. that Morgan, wasn't a vegan that whatever. wasn't a vegan doc but uh right but an anti-fast food anti-fast food yeah yep um morgan spurlock was the director of that one and then there's still one more that i'm i can't think of the name one of uh it it had like the it had the chickens. There was a scene with the chickens, and they showed how they were. Some of them had like six breasts or something, oh, and they were just yeah. gigantic. Uh, food ink. That's what it was. Food ink. Yeah. I don't remember much about what that was about, but that was definitely a smash hit. Two thousand eight was when that came out. So these are the early days mm-hmm. for plant based diet movement. Maybe uh, maybe those are included in other. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they all got a few votes. Um, Jessica says, maybe the people who watch Earthlings become angry vegans rather than people attracted to nomad athletes, etc. It's possible. I'm an angry vegan. I mean, Earthlings is what attracted me, though, to go, well, one of the things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did, I mean, I knew that that wasn't the message that I thought would convert the most people, even if it yeah. converted me. Um, okay. There you go. That's, that's it. That's the show. What else, Doug? Anything else before we sign off, before we say goodbye to people? I don't think so. No, we'll see you tomorrow. Hump day. That's right. 
big day. Valentine's Day too. Valentine's Day. Yeah. You got big plans for that? Doug? Uh, we're gonna do a little family Valentine's dinner. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. How about you? Uh, we have big plans. I'm going to go to one soccer practice with a kid and my wife's going to go to another different soccer practice with a different kid. And then we're going to come home and go to bed. So it should be a nice little, nice little celebration of our marriage. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> uh, actually my, our, my, our friends who are visiting her aunt and uncle, uh, who I call friends, but they're, they're, uh, her aunt and uncle, they left for two days to visit his sister and they're coming back. So we'll probably, we'll probably have some kind of dinner, even though it'll be segmented with different people there at different times but we'll figure something out have a good wine or something um hey i got something to promote real quick uh okay for anyone who is listening to this today on tuesday is we're having a a webinar with dr khan dr joel khan on on energy we're gonna be diving into uh how to eat for energy workout for energy sleep optimize your sleep for a better energy and then his uh his little wild card secret there so uh that's tonight Ooh. at 7 p.m eastern i will put a link in the discord you can go to nomianathlete.com discord to join there um and uh it's free of course you should register it's gonna be great that is a fitting end of the show doug because dr khan is the author of vegan sex vegans do it better that's right alternate that's right. alternate subtitle dump your meds and jump in bed which I co-wrote with Ellen Jaffe Jones. Um, the the cover art is provocative, has some oranges and a banana placed strategically and an apple cut open. Uh, Ooh. which it's I never realized an apple could look like that, but it does. Uh, so so check out that Vegan Sex by by Dr. Joel Kahn. Uh, and he will he will be on our webinar tonight. So yeah, come to that. How do people get to that, Doug? Where do they what's the link? Um go to the Discord. I'm gonna post it in the Discord. Uh, okay. That's probably the best way to do it. Sure. But not a good way to get people to the webinar if that's the goal. You know what? All right. Uh, we'll do nomadathlete.com slash con energy. Con dash energy. How about that? Okay. You're going to go make a nice uh, I'll go make it? a redirect. Yeah. Nomadathlete.com slash con. That's K-A-H-N dash energy. Yes. Okay. So... I'm not going to put the link because if I put it, people are going to click it now and it, right. and it won't It's work. not live quite yet, but it will be yeah. after the show. Okay. Con-energy. All right. Good. Uh, <laughs> Matt Stefan says, this is all great medical advice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, we didn't say it. I didn't say that it is, but you can interpret this however you want. Actually, no, you can't. This is not medical advice. <laughs> Dale Stevens has posted an eggplant emoji, so I think we're done. I think that's the sign. <laughs> that's that's. Thank you. Yep. We got to wrap this thing up. We're out of here. <laughs> see you tomorrow. Right, see, you tomorrow. see you tomorrow. See you. Bye. All right, bye, everyone.